VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go, Davey. Who they? 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 Who Welcome back to, after a perfect theme song, Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. Yeah. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, is, as always, is Lloyd Johnson. And sitting to my left, first guest of the regular season, Phil Pointer. Oh, What's going f- on, y'all? We fucked up. We were supposed to bring Mary Santora on, but you're you're here. You're perfectly fine. Well, I mean, I figure I'm pretty curvaceous like Mary, so I'd be a <laughs> And they have standing. the same size dick. <laughs> I've never seen her dick before, but I'll take your word for it. It's, it's that's pretty... that's all. Wow, like we're literally forty nine seconds in and already talking about a, a fantastic Cleveland comedian, Mary Santora. Yeah, she's gonna have to. Have to oh, be. super funny! I love her to death. She's a great person. She oh, uh, hilarious. So, so we're actually roasting the Browns this episode. Um, but fun fact: the next episode, next time we roast the Browns, Mary Santora from Cleveland will be on the podcast. Marvelous! Yep. that'd be pretty dope. She agreed. Have you done? You've done shows with her, haven't you? We did a yeah. show together with her. Yeah. Yeah. I've done shows with Mary before. Yeah, we, uh, are, you and I did a show together in, at the Growling Gremlin in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. there crashed right here in this apartment a couple times. I believe it. Nice. Yeah, but I've done shows with her in different places, too, before, and she's a fucking absolute joy to she work with. She rips, dude. And she murders. She rips, dude. Absolutely murders. Like, so, I remember yeah. I was at the Growling Gremlin, and, like, I turned my head, and she was just killing, as usual. I, if I'm not mistaken, I was on a show with her in Toledo. Okay. And she closed out and just ridiculous. Like she had him eating out of the palm of her hand all the time. She does that because she's super likable. She's super good on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like every show I've seen her on, it's just a fucking joy to watch. Like she, you can tell she's having fun up there and the crowd is like right along with her. She's relatable and everything. So you're kind of this... very clever joke writer. Too. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. She's great. And you, and you're, have you, you've started to do stand up again, haven't you? I have. I have. I've actually. Oddly enough, I've actually been kind of busy since things started back up. Really? Yeah, I, I'm glad. I mean, things were, you know, kind of getting in a direction when everything shut down. So I'm kind of glad that things are still going in that direction. So yeah. I'm very, very happy. I've gotten some quality time, too. Like, Where have you gone? Uh, I've done Wiley's and Dayton. I've done a few guests there my first for different... Set. That was my first set back. Was that your first uh, set back, too? No. Actually, my very, very first set was a house party. Uh, Lee and Rudick through at their crib. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. almost killed me. Yeah, 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 that one, that one. The one that almost killed all of us. That, that so, almost killed uh, me. But that was my first one ever. Then I think my next two were uh, Seymour Headline Wiley's. 
and he let me do guest sets on both of his Saturday shows. And then Rand headlined Wiley's and And he let me do a guest set on one of his. Yep. And then Phil and I wrote up together. Yeah. And since then, I've also done the Sunday show in Indy. I've done a show in I Lexington. Do I've done a show in Xenia. Like, I've done a couple more shows. See, I closed out that five-point show recently. Yeah. Like, a month or two ago. But, yeah. I remember I was, that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been fortunately busy and fortunately, very fortunately, every place that we've done so far has been very, very good about social distancing and masks and uh, hand sanitizer and everything. So... Yeah, I mean, comedy is coming back under these conditions the best it can. They're weird conditions. Very, very. Like, like during a quarantine, you wouldn't normally hold an outdoor show other than brouhaha. Actually, during when there's no quarantine, you would try to avoid outdoor shows at all costs. Yes. Unless it was brouhaha. Yeah, because even brouhaha, I've had some brutal brouhaha sets. Oh, man, look, brouhaha is full of brutal sets, though. (laughs) You're, You're doing comedy... In downtown in a park in the middle of the evening. Like, when people are still trying to get it. Like, this shit starts at, what, like, 5? I did. I think the first comics hit the stage at, like, 5, 5.30. Oh, like, Saturdays they hit the stage at 4.30. You know what I'm saying? People are, like, still having dinner and trying to get their kids to the babysitters. They come down and get drunk all fucking night. Like, <laughs> nobody is there to watch you at Beer Booth 52 Telling jokes right next to an IPA that is probably a hell of a lot stronger at this than you are. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, crazy. But, I mean, at the same time, Raha has its wonderful moments, but this is where we are now. This is where, this it's is like where the, we are. It's a new normal. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's funny, like, all the new normal shit. Like, I've actually, I've been, had a, things going on, but I've actually been able to flip on some sporting events. It is hilarious. I did not... See NBA until recently. I did not realize they just have them surrounded by those screens. Yep, this people are watching on yeah. like FaceTime and shit. Yeah, I'm like that's. I mean, that's pretty dope. It's just funny as hell to watch, dude. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a I'm a I'm a combat sports guy first. Yep. And I hope fans never fucking come back, <laughs> dude. Bruce Buffer is just announcing to nobody. I can, <laughs> I can hear both. I can hear both corners screaming out to the fighters. You can hear okay. all the fucking inner workings. Yeah. You don't have any of these assholes out in the crowd doing the Ric Flair woo for the <laughs> entirety of the goddamn event. People do the Ric Flair woo at, or at, at not w, uh, MMA fights? Dude, it's fighting. Ric Flair fight. I thought that was just strictly WWE. Am I that stupid? No, there's a lot of crossover, especially oh, yeah. at live events. Like, all right, so I love, I, I watch every MMA, like I can tell you, Organizations you probably don't know exist. I can tell you the whole roster of fucking fighters. I don't go to live MMA events anymore. I can dig it. Because it's all just people who are like, let's go, like that know nothing about it. It's it's like going into fucking BW3s. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bunch of Kyles and Chads, like, who are hammered by the time the prelims start. Damn. And then by the end of the show. Don't forget about all the Kevins. Yeah, there's a lot of them, too. Yeah. I mean, do you think a lot of people are are, uh, are betting on those events? Of course. Yeah. What? Where's the best? Where do you, Where would you go to bet on those? Dude, events? where would you? There's probably more people betting now than there were before because people who never really thought of betting before now have hours to spend at home and do nothing. Yeah. Right. So they're like, "Fuck it! All this disposable income that I was blowing at the bar. Let's see if I can bring some of it to make some more money." That with. Tr- that uh, the Trump bucks, the stimulus check. I mean, hey, whatever. Where, you, where would you go? Where would you go to bet? To bet? Yeah. It's my bedroom and online, motherfucker. 
Bad I'm not going outside. Bedroom online. Bad online. Bad online. Oh dear God. Oh dear God in heaven. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Vegetable this season. I'm making Phil so uncomfortable right now. Oh, that was funny. That, that, that was fucking perfect. Like, I, if I had to say anything else, y'all had to stretch way harder than that. Like, I just fed it to you without even realizing it. No, you, just it to me. You, just, you just fed it to me on a silver platter. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, as uh, Not only are we going ex- the extra mile, but Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That Wonderful. was an excellent segue into that ad. It was. Now you've given me something else to do in bed. Now my wife is extra pissed at you. Yeah, yeah. Usually when he's in bed online, he's running his OnlyFans. Don't think I see that shit. Hey, 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 hey. Don't think I see hey, that hey, shit. Hey, hey, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can at the end. You obviously don't know me to think I'm going to pay for some damn porn. There's too much free out there, bro. running your only oh no no dog! Not yet. I got it. I got it. I got it coming though. We got we got the the, the cameras and shit. Don't, don't think just because you wear a wrestling mask during it, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are, Phil. That's Man. the last time I tell your ass anything, Schubert. How the fuck you gonna <laughs> tell people that it's me behind the mask, dog? Hey, I found that I, shit on my own. I do own. what I do. You don't know my oh, life, well. Phil. Oh, but in that case, you know what I'm saying? Welcome. <laughs> so, so you, you get my five, you get my five ninety nine a month. You just. You're smiling. <laughs> We're would, doing Ric Flair woos all next week, so get ready. Would you do, Would you have an OnlyFans ever? Would you have an OnlyFans? I mean, if I had something to offer the OnlyFans, sure. I mean, if gut videos become popular, I'm the fucking man on OnlyFans. I, I thought if I you ever... just want me and Phil pressing guts together. Hey, look here, dude. If you're paying for it, I'm in. I, uh, if I thought... I jokingly thought, but also like... Like, 1% seriously thought, if I ever had an OnlyFans... OnlyFans, it would certainly be a feet page because there is a market for that. Women's feet, dog. Not your nasty, crusty <laughs> fucking... There's a market for my nasty-ass feet. God, I don't want to see that market. Yeah, and you don't want to... The kind of people that would be into that are also the kind of people who will figure out how to find you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The kind of people that would be into that are the kind of people that are going to keep those feet long after you want them to have them. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah so I regret what jar. I said yeah. about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> those feet are going to be exhibit A and B. That's what the motherfuckers are going to be. 
Gross. Let's get back to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do. I do miss it a lot. It's like because yeah. I've thought like I have lost a lot of motivation to write because I what motivated me to write a lot was going to an open mic that night. Like yeah. I'll write at like say three o'clock. I'll go to like a coffee shop or right. or like a or a or a McDonald's. But I would um, that night I would just hammer out the joke. And then go to say fucking fireside or yeah, and see with me, I'm an absolute terrible example of a writer. So I actually write at open mics. So it's like I'll put something together and go up on stage and give it a try. And if it works, I'll keep hammering through it throughout. You know, at other mics and such. But like, it's been so good. Like I actually did my very first open mic, and so far my only one. Is the bananas open mic that they're doing on Wednesday? I ate my dick at that mic on my birthday, dude. I did something there that I wrote there, and it went very well. Nice. So I'm kind of happy, but I was like, I missed this shit. You I know, do 100. I missed that shit. So I feel, but also at the same time, I feel like, especially with me included, a lot of the motivation to write, other than not having the mics, is we really, for a decent amount of time, had no idea when shit was going to come back. Yep. It was like, I'm writing jokes now, and when am I going to be able to use them? Yep. Because so. I've, I've thought, like, for, like, thinking of jokes that suck, I miss uh, when you could wait three hours to find out a joke wasn't yeah. funny, as yeah. opposed to three weeks. Yeah. Now, we got to do something real quick and, and take a step back. Lloyd, how did you know? <laughs> Don't worry about how I know what I know. Oh, God damn it. How God we, damn it. Okay. Yeah. I know everything. <laughs> I don't oh, think you found my OnlyFans on your own. Yeah. I think you... <laughs> my, 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 my buddy Bill told me about it. Uh, he was, we, were, we were having a meeting about injecting people with 5 chips and shit. damn it. And he was like, hey, I think you know this dude. See, I really only thought that it was my wife nibbling on my neck and that I didn't realize that was an injection. No, yeah, no. She, Damn she, it, man. She's she's part of the. Ah, oh, jeez. She's part of the crew, man. That's what happens when you marry a white woman. You just don't know what conspiracies they're in on. Yeah. But <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, Phil's wife, she came down with uh, a little case of the COVIDs. We both did, I think. You both did. I think. See, here's the thing. I don't really get sick, so a few days before she got sick, I had. The chills really, really bad for like a couple of hours one night. Okay. And then for the next two or three days, I had no energy. Okay. Now, when I say no energy, I'm talking about day one after I felt like shit. I couldn't fucking move. As the days went on, came back slowly. By the time I was back to 100%, my wife started having migraines. Like, uh, really, bad, really bad every day. And she had a she horrible like, had a fever, didn't she? Well, I mean, that came later. But yes. So she had migraines for a few days. And then all of a sudden, one day, she was just like, my body hurts. I'm burning up. I have the chills. I don't feel, I don't have it. Like, and we took, the thing, I know, I think the highest, ooh, don't quote me on this. I think the highest was like maybe 106. Yeah. Her highest fever was like one of those highest temperatures. It's like brain like damage. Holy yeah. fuck! I mean, it, it mean it was. It mean it wasn't. I mean that was just the highest, and it didn't stay. Thank goodness. Luckily, her fever kind of bounced up and down. You know, it went under a hundred and back up, then under, then back up, and then finally broke. But and then she caught some kind of pneumonia <laughs> toward the end of the shit. That they say, well, we see this a lot with the COVID. So yeah, 
But luckily, since then, we're both back to 100%, and we that both rules. had negative COVID tests. That's awesome. And that's the best fucking part. Yeah, negative test. My, my, <sighs> my negative test from when I had it was just like, just a sigh of relief. Like, Hell I, yeah. I literally went to the gym before I tested, like, before I, my results came back. Because I felt normal. Like, my, my highest temperature was only 100.4. Damn. I, I felt still like pretty I high. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just, the shit was ugly, man. And I'm glad it's over with. And I'm glad that I was able to, excuse me, help my wife through it and what have you. And I'm also glad that it didn't hit either one of us as horribly as it's hit a lot of fucking people. Yep, a lot of people are now six yeah. feet under, and it sucks. I mean, and I'm talking about them and the people who ended up in the hospital for days, weeks, a month on it, months on yeah. end. Like, there were some people who got it really, really bad, you know, that can walk around and tell the story. I'm counting us in the tell the story, folks. Because we can walk around and tell the story about it, but there's some folks that's got a way worse story to tell. Oh, yeah. And then there's some people that don't have a story to tell at all because they're dead as fuck. There six it is. Under. There it is. So... Wear your fucking mask, people. Yep. Don't be a child. Don't take a selfie in Walmart talking about how brave you are for not wearing a mask. I've thought about going into Walmart and wearing a mask and doing a parody of those pictures. No, I'm, I'm out on this idea already when you said going into a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, fail. Like, I, I haven't been inside of a Walmart in easily a decade. Wow. I can uh, dig it. I just, I just can't. I, I, I realize I that it was just a, a horrible, horrible place and not somewhere I should be. Um, I think some of the stories we've told on, on the podcast can, can attest to the fact. I'm not great with interacting with people. Um, tissue, bro. Oh. <laughs> Like, what the Sorry, fuck it, is he it, pointing it, it at? It got painful to watch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm trying not to interrupt the man talking with your silly <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, like, I had to pick certain things. Like, uh, the guys I work with could all tell you, there's a UDF I used to stop at on the way to work. And I had to stop because there's two different times I had physical confrontations with people at a UDF wow. before 6 a.m. Wow. Like, uh, what I don't the fuck. fuck. I don't know if you guys ever noticed. I for about the first half hour I'm around people. I'm quiet. My arms crossed. I'm basically redlining my way through being around a crowd of people. Yep. Okay. I'm just not good at it. I get that. I also I don't know. Somewhere in my formative years, I started being a bouncer, and I think it just stuck. So um, one time. On my way to work. This is 5.30 in the morning. I stop at UDF to grab coffee and a fucking donut for breakfast or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's some dude aggressively screaming at the girl behind the counter. I don't know what he was oh. on, but he was for sure not sober. And uh, it got to the point where at one point he picked up candy bars off the side and started flinging them behind the thing. So why? I, I fucking hate those people. I don't know I why, but I, I know that people. the second I saw it go from... Him being that to all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh, I just slammed this dude into the sidewalk <laughs> out of the front door. I apparently just walked by the <laughs> snatched him up, walked out the door with him, and bounced him off the sidewalk. Like for those of you guys who can't see me, I'm not exactly a I mean, it, it, if you can't get it from that description, then shit, what are you thinking? I'm not a little dude. You are yeah, he's you not. Are, you're not. much taller than I. Yeah. I'm uh you know, six five, two sixty ish. There you go. So, uh, 
This guy was not. This guy was, <laughs> I'm going to say, about Shrek size. Like, oh, wow. Like, he wasn't a big dude. Yeah. Jesus. Not, you know, when Tiny was, but he just was so aggressive and shitty. And so I was like, I just got to stop going. He's got, like, little, uh, little man syndrome? Of course. I don't know. I think he had meth syndrome at the time. <laughs> I love the way that Lloyd said, the next thing I realized, I was bouncing this guy off the sidewalk. Well, see, that's, like, that's, it was like a reflex. Like, this dude just, it wasn't even necessarily a black guy. It was just like, oh, I'm a machine and this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Bounce this guy. Fuck it. Let's go. Hey, dude, you're not the bouncer of fucking UDF. Yep, so what? I need to be bounced. Right, but that, that's where I keep running into the problem. Yeah. Is I do shit like that, and then halfway, like, as I'm engaging, like, past the point of, like, I can just walk away. Right. I'm like, that's when the brain kicks in. Like, hey, you should not be doing this. <laughs> like, well, like, let's go ahead and just analyze that should not in another conversation. Well, like, there's never a point <laughs> in my life I ever wanted to be out of line like that in front yeah, of my daughter. But I there was a moment where some guy put his hands on me. In oh. front of a gas station while oh. my kid was in the car and he went through the air onto a car and then ended up bleeding a lot. And then I realized, fuck. Your daughter's right I mean, well, now, see, I, I, I think I will that's never, self-defense. I will never not feel bad about it. That's self-defense. No, like, I, I get what you're saying about not wanting walking. your kid to I see it. I could have kept it. walking. Uh, I mean, I feel you. If there I, was a point where you could have deaded the con- dead before it got there, I get what you I said. I like to think that I could have kept walking. Like, that I guy definitely you. was trying to pick a fight with someone, and I was a big white dude. I guess and- the the thing about your story that kind of struck me is when you said he put his hands on me. That's when I'm just like, eh, that kind of changes things. Oh, if she wasn't there, yeah. I have no problem with how that went. I feel you. I it's feel the fact you. that she was in the yeah. car, and she, she mentioned that one time, and I was like, I feel you. Yeah, you want to you want to protect your kids from the crazy shit. Yep, I definitely get that. How old was Lily at the time? Uh, I'm gonna say twelve. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, you want to protect your kids from the crazy shit, but also the crazy shit is out there, whether we can protect you or not. Like, yeah, but that's one of those ones more like I could have been arrested. This could have. You know, I mean, it could have yeah. got real because you don't yeah. want to you don't want to get detained in front of your kid. Yeah, and it just it was. It was one of those ones that, yeah, I might have had to feel a certain kind of way or walk away, like, after whatever. But he did. So he grabbed me a couple times, and I walked away, and then he tried to hit me. And I he missed, so I just was like, all right, we're done here, and, like, kept walking. And then he ran up and tried to grab me again, and for some reason it just was. I mean, that's an escalation of aggression right there. Like, he started off just grabbing you. Then he took a swing. Then he was gonna to try to take you down. Like well, he was, he was in there literally trying to pick a fight with anybody, hmm. and not not to make it weird or whatever. But there's four older black dudes. Hmm. This guy who was a smaller black dude with real, hmm. you know, real issues. Thuggy, kind of <laughs> over the top. I'm whatever, motherfucker. Like kind of kind of messy feel to yeah, him, right? And then me, a big white dude covered in tattoos and whatever, walks in, and he's just. I mean, he couldn't have locked in on me any quicker. You've kind of alluded to this when you were at bars. <clears throat> yeah, there's there's always... So people always think, like, oh, I wish I was big like that dude. Nobody right. would fuck with me. That's Jeez. not true. Jeez. Every big dude can tell you. Yeah. You'll walk into a bar, and some little drunk fuck will inevitably yep. go to pick a fight. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not about picking a fight, even if it's somebody that's being aggressive in a situation like that, or just in a store where it's just like they're being over the top with some shit. The moment they turn around and see your size, 
they immediately feel like, oh, I've got to escalate because this big motherfucker get his hands on me. And the next thing you know, you in some shit that a smaller dude, they'll look at him and be like, oh, it ain't even worth it. Or I don't even, I ain't worried about you and walk away. So being bigger actually gets you into more shit. It, it's, I, I've tried to explain to people for years. I have a friend named Sean. Okay. And Sean is so clenched in those situations because we'll walk into a bar together and he'll see the drunk dude lock eyes, like, like narrow in on me like he's a fucking fighter jet with a targeting system. And Sean will walk over and make friends with the dude real quick. Hey, what's up, brother? Let me get you a drink. Like, right. Knowing I'll pay for the drink. Yeah. Like, Sean already knows. I'll, I'll pay for it. Just keep me from having to do that shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, you go on a date or something. They're like, oh, let's go to a bar. And you're like, all right. I uh, would love to, but. Well, no, like, you're like, all right. It probably will be fine. But yeah. there's been a few where you walk in, all of a sudden it's like, well, what'd you do to that guy? Nothing. I exist. I, <laughs> I, I stand too tall. <laughs> that's that it. guy. I woke up this morning. Yeah. Like, if I'd have just stayed in bed all fucking day and into the next day, you probably would have had no problem with me. I like, woke up like this. <laughs> what did you do? I had shin bones. <laughs> if I could get rid of my shin bones, this, this would not be happening right now. Like <laughs> This pesky kidney of mine? Just pissing people off. Oh, well, kidneys are for piss, so... Hence my joke. Yeah, it was. Uh, there we go. I was with you, Phil. I was with you. Before Alex stomped on this shit. Before I stomped on Phil's kidneys. Ah, Jesus, Alex! I know you dream about it, you motherfucker. I dream about it every single night. Yeah, I know. You damn racist. <laughs> Only against you. Okay, that's fair. All right, I just Shane Gillis myself. Anyway, Jesus Christ, dude! No, what Shane Gillis did was way less than that. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. What he did was way less. Than <laughs> Shane is listening to this podcast, going, "Oh, thank God! Oh, finally can, something worse. I can get back on SNL again. Oh. Yay!" I don't know. He's Philly trash. I can't figure. I can't imagine he figures out <laughs> work a podcast. So I grew up in Alabama. I didn't have a pro football team to root uh, for. Okay. So I've only known. Bengals. Right. Like, right. my grandpa lived here, so I rooted for the Bengals when I lived in Alabama. So, let me ask you this question. Which side were you? War Eagle or Roll Tide? I was Roll Tide. Ah, War Eagle. Hold on. My whole family, my mom's whole family, either works or uh, worked for Auburn University. Ah. And none of them really cared for my dad. My dad was a, a, a Alabama fan right. because a, guy, a lot of the guys he was in the Army with were... From Alabama University. Gotcha. So, like, he picked up being right. an Alabama fan while he was in the military. My mom, like, my grandpa taught at Auburn. My uncle taught at Auburn. My other uncle's the head of construction for Auburn. Wow. My other uncle is a, a teaching assistant slash guest professor, you know, right. uh, guest professor. Right. Damn. At Auburn. So, like, everything was Auburn, yeah. And my dad was, like, the lone one out liking Alabama, so I'm like, I'm on his side. Fuck I y'all. I can dig it. I can dig it. I mean, I, well, I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, so, but because I went to Tuskegee University, which is about 20 minutes away from Auburn, we used to go up to Auburn all the time, and I started working up there as well, so that's how I became an Auburn fan. Like, I just was around it so much, and, I mean, honestly, I, I was... I, 
enjoyed being down there. I enjoyed being a part of it. I still do. Like, I don't get a chance to fuck with people too much up here. Because <laughs> you can't find too they too busy on their own shit. Ohio State and fucking Michigan, but... God, I can understand Ohio State fans. I, I can't. I, I, I tried getting into college football. Dude. And it really is... The fans that make it unfucking bearable. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand. Like the that. games are okay. Like, yeah. I don't like seeing lopsided games, and you see a lot of those in college. Right. Oh, games that end up like seventy to nothing. Did I? There was one that was on at a bar I was at where I'm not kidding. The score turned out like eighty four to like seventeen. Jesus fuck. And I was like, why is this allowed and to you happen? You can't turn off the game because like the the bar I work at at UD. Um, it's also Ohio State country, mm-hmm. and the the Ohio State game is always on, and it re- regardless of whether it's fifty six to nothing or fourteen to fourteen, you can't turn off the game. There's no right. point where it's like, up, game over. You can like I can't even turn off the volume on the main speaker so I can begin my DJ shit. No, you have to like literally turn off every other thing and just watch the Ohio State game because right. there are fucking everyone in Scarlet and Gray jerseys there. I just I it it's like a. It's like the difference between what I imagine the difference between WWE and WCW fans was. Like, right. when I was little, again, I grew up in Alabama, so there was a lot of WCW shit around. And my dad every once in a while would be like, well, we're going to go to this wrestling thing. You guys like wrestling? And I'm like, I mean, not really, but okay. <laughs> we'll go. Like, I'll go. Fuck you, why not? Elegante. Uh, that's a seven-foot dude right there. That's interesting, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I never got it. As soon right. as I, like, the second I found out that it wasn't, a real competition. I I couldn't have been more out, dude. Yeah. I fucking. We'll get back to the Bengals in a sec. Well, I would guess we will. Uh, I was like in my mid to late twenties, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't a rabid uh, wrestling fan at that point. I still had some of that. Oh, I like it. I still watch it, but you know, I'd grown up. So, but I got to go to a wrestling event in Montgomery, Alabama, with the, the person I worked for. And it was like Yokozuna and a couple other people. Dude, we got so close to the ring that you could see a miss by like three inches. Yeah. And it was like, ah, that that was the final nail in the coffin for me. Like, I was like, ah, gee. And I'm talking about like full. And I mean, don't get me wrong. At that point in my life, I kind I was leaning more toward not being real than anything else. I guess because I had never seen it live, I had that one little shred of hope. But when, yeah, when you see like yeah. that aggressively fake, so I, I got it early in life, and I was always like, I was a kid who I didn't believe in Santa Claus, like from the rip, right? Okay, like they explained that shit to me, and I went, "So you're telling me my dad let some dude come <laughs> just come in this house and do shit? Like I've seen him pull a gun when a car turns around in our driveway." <laughs> He's not letting some random dude come in. Y'all are full of shit. He hates cars, but he's okay with sleighs? Like, also, See, I know how much... He hates cars, but he's okay with breaking and entering? Like, I'm just saying, I also know how much my mom likes venison, and... Nah, that's fucking seven free ones right there. Like, yep. that's how... I, I, I grew up just with... It wasn't real... Again, I I, I... I was taken to church a lot as a child, and, uh... I can tell you that there's one moment with crystal clarity, we were in Sunday school and the teacher was saying it, uh, talking about the Noah Ark's story. And I looked at my brother Waylon and I went, she's, 
she's saying this like it's real. And he was like, yeah, man, they all believe it. Like, to me, at that point in my life, it was just like a book club where we all got to eat cool dinner after because it was a, like a Southern Baptist church, so everything came with right. giant potluck meals. Oh, I was raised in the church where you go two, three times a week, Wednesday same, night, same. Tuesday night. Sunday, when you go in, you're there for the day. And, <clears throat> I mean, for a long time, they were like, oh, you know, it was actually said that I was going to be a minister at one point. But, God damn, I Robert mean, and Phil would be my favorite <laughs> shit. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I think, like, over time, it really became more of an obligation and a chore to me as I got older. And, like, my family would die if they heard this. But uh, it's just a matter of, it's, it's like it became more of an obligation than a chore. And then when I left home, I got to actually explore it more on my own. Because, you know, growing up in that kind of a situation, there's not a lot of room for questioning. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you have to get out of the situation to be able to fucking actually take a look at it, at least for me. Well, you also so, said you spent time in Tuskegee. Yeah. Which means there's no way you believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Tuskegee, and other than Lubbock, Texas, there's very few places that can make you certain that God does not exist. Well, now, see, here's the thing about Tuskegee. From a student standpoint, uh, that's the most fun you can ever have when you have to make your own fun. Because it ain't shit there. You are 100% accurate. If people don't work at McDonald's, they work at the university to support their family. <laughs> that is literally the major fucking, well, okay, there was a fucking KFC Taco Bell. But that, this is just fucking two ends of the same shit. Yeah, most of them drove an hour but, to get to the Uniroyal plant. Hey, look, all I'm saying is is that when you got to make your own fun, that shit is crazy. Right, that but shit it's also... Be more fun than you... Hey, look, I mean, it, I had great times down there. I wouldn't trade... My time in Tuskegee for anything but a degree. That's it. Nothing right. else. Because so, I I was down there way too long. In case you guys are wondering how yeah. me and Phil are different, <laughs> I would I would trade in my degree to never have to go to Tuskegee again. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say it ain't for everybody, but I love my school. To you, all right? No, the university actually they do so much cool shit. Yeah, and like they're so active and so. That it is very out of place for anything in Alabama. But if you're not able to be on campus. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, what? All right, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me reframe it this way. Let's say you had to go back to Tuskegee, Tuskegee, but you weren't allowed on campus at all. See, the thing of it is, is that if you're going to be in that situation, you find fun. And we were good at finding fun. Now, if I had to go back now, I don't know what's going on anymore. But there were, like, hole-in-the-wall clubs that as long as you don't wear the wrong colors or bumping the wrong person, you could have a great time that night. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but that shit changes week to fucking week. Hey, no, that shit changes hour to fucking hour. But right, I'm just right. saying, like, if you find them hours where you had a good time, you'd have a great fucking time. Like, I, like, See, again, this is where me and Phil are different. Oh, no. I, I spent a few days in Lubbock, Texas. Right. And I have never so seriously thought about murdering myself. <laughs> I won't even say suicide. I mean murdering myself because it would have been an act you of You hate your own body. I hated the fact that I was the same species as these fucking, <laughs> as these fucking creatures slish-sloshing around this fucking town. Like, I, I have never had such a deep, overwhelming hatred 
Oh, for God. like I I liked oh. myself less every day I was there because I had the same <laughs> DNA build as these things that were there. Like it's a it's a different kind of like I'm not I mean I'm not like a, a depressed like oh, I'm gonna take God. myself out guy but right. I swear to God you you tell me I can't leave Lubbock Texas for a week oh. nah I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna check out what's in the afterlife because like me personally I can't like. Clifton nowadays, because I went to UC and I went out in Clifton periodically, but I can't go, like, can you go back at your age at Tuskegee and, like, blend in or will, your, will people be like, oh, who's that fucking old guy? Hell no. Nah. I blend in my head, dude. Look at me. Dude, there's like 900 jazz bars. You're fine, Phil. Ah, uh, dude, that shit is not good. Look, I'm telling you right now. I'm just saying. I go down there and I say hello and these motherfuckers be like, why the fuck is somebody's grandpa... <laughs> Attempting to hit on me. No, you don't get to go to the clubs you used to go to. But if you're in Tuskegee, there are like not no shit nine hundred fucking jazz bars where if you just buy you like an old seventies suit. You was going to them damn trailers where you heard music playing outside. I'm gonna tell you what, them trailers is cool sometimes, but you can't count them as full time spots. Cause you don't know where they gonna be at next weekend. See, this is where I know you didn't grow up down south. I didn't grow up down south. I'm not saying I grew no, no, up no, down south. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's where I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not no. lying about it. I'm not going to say that. If, if, you get, if, you, if you get it, you get it. You know where that trailer is going to be next week. <laughs> okay. I'm speaking you as just, a person. You just read the signs taped in, in the back of the truck that was in front of the trailer last <laughs> week, and they tell you which trailer it's in now. Look here. I'm speaking as a person that just got friendly with locals. I didn't say I was a local. I didn't say I fucking changed my ID and shit. I just said me and them would kick it. So if I was able to find the spot, we'd have a good time there. They weren't telling me. I'm just saying, <laughs> you can usually find the spot by the misspelled message taped in the back side <laughs> of the truck. Tuskegee. That's enough out of you, Schubert. God damn it. That was, oh, that was the whitest interruption of that conversation. <laughs> and I'm white. Like, I mean, there was like a puff of baby powder that came out of his mouth as soon as he <laughs> said it. It was so fucking white. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of our lives right now. Us doing stand-up. Uh, Lloyd throwing people out of UDFs. I feel like I come off like such a dickhead when I say shit like that. Like, oh, I just slammed this dude on the... I mean, fuck I don't it. mean to sound like... You don't want to. I don't mean to sound like I'm like, oh, I'm the tough You're dude. You're not a... Threw that motherfucker on his head. Like... It just comes, it feels douchey when I talk about stuff like that. I mean, but if the shit happened, the shit happened. You're not a guy who <laughs> wants to, You can't but just deny that it occurred. You're not a guy who wants to, but will if he has to. Right, right. See, that much I definitely know about you. You're not a person that's looking for a fight. No, I don't, if I can never, ever get in a fight for the rest of my life, I'm thrilled. Yep. I used to be the guy who every once in a while, like, you get that weird male thing. Uh, and, you know... When I started doing kickboxing and jujitsu, and actually learned how to do it, it took all of that away. Like you don't want to do it anymore because you you answer all those questions in right. your head. Like what happens? To, can I this? How right. would I do here? Blah, blah. How would I? When you when how, you know what you can do, right, right. It's no longer interesting, and it's not like you know. There's no like you don't feel like you accomplished anything. It's like oh, I just beat up a dude who's never trained a day in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean it's yep. it's like walking into a welding shop. Like I bet I can weld better than you, and they're like, I mean, you can't. So. <laughs> they're not it's, interested in proving you wrong. Right, right. 
It's the whole the philosophy behind like in your head you are like way better at fighting than you are in practice because in your own head you are kicking the other dude's ass. And I and I think the fact is not even just about uh, they have no interest in proving them wrong or you have no interest in proving that guy wrong. You don't want to watch him fail spectacularly. I don't want to fucking like, hurt somebody. Gonna, like that's what it's going to be like that. And, I, and it, it's the same thing. Like I don't want to hurt somebody because you know he can't do what you can do. And I, so therefore, once it starts. He's going to fail in a huge way of every expectation he had. See that, and the failure in this case is going to be just pain and agony. This is you proving that you're a nicer person than I am. I would never care about whether or not they're failing. It's, <laughs> I, I think that people have such an unrealistic ex- expectation of what can happen in a fight. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I watched a buddy of mine who was a gay, pretty aggressive guy, you know, uh, uh, but he well-trained. And he hit a dude, put him out cold, and the guy fell straight back on a fucking sidewalk, and his head started bleeding out of his, and, you know, he was bleeding oh, out fuck. of his ear in the back of his head, and I'm right. like, fuck. <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? Like, he could end up in the hospital. Yeah. I think Ty just killed a dude. Yeah. I mean, he did, the guy was okay, but he had like a really severe concussion, was in the hospital for a few days, and I'm like, oh, fuck. That could have just been, if he had fallen seven inches to the right and hit the corner of that right, sidewalk. right. That might that guy might have died. Or I ain't trying to head, kill nobody. Or if his head had bounced just right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah, like it doesn't even take much to kill a motherfucker. I've had a broken orbital bone. I know yeah. what it feels like and how long it sucks. And someone getting out of line because they had one too many drinks or whatever. Right. They don't. That's not a. It's not a fair repercussion for that misjudgment. I feel you. That, I mean, I I've not had much experience fighting in my life. I got picked on a lot in high school and uh, grade school, whatever. And in I've my seen adult your life, fans. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> those impacts were consensual, and we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that I I mean, I don't get it. like I I have this. I know I have that those delusions of grandeur in my head about oh I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. But it, in all honesty, when it comes down to shit. I know for a fact that I am not in any kind of physical shape, both strength-wise, endurance-wise, and all of that, to really do all of this crazy shit that's going into my head. So, I'm not going to go out here starting shit. Like, it's dumb. And it's like, even if it's a situation where somebody else may be at fault, I'm trying to dead the situation because I also know that even with my weak physique or what have you, I know that... It's the human being, the human body is way too fragile to just be thinking that you can survive any damn thing. Right. Well, that's the other part is, yes, I, I have training. I've done whatever. But there's times that guys came in off the street and would take classes there and you spar with them and they they clip you. Right. Yep. Right. And you're like, you know, that guy weighs 250 pounds and he just hit me on my chin. You can go to sleep. Yeah. Yep. Knocks yeah, you out I've, cold. I've had that button hit. I've been turned off. I know what that feels like, and uh, it's not fun. I believe it. No. I and, mean, I mean, I'm talking people just swinging wild, mm-hmm. no skill whatsoever, and they right. just clip you. Like, I don't care how good you are. I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? If Phil throws a right hand at you with everything he's got and it connects on your chin, you are going to sleep. <laughs> yep. I mean, temporarily, but it's hey, like. I got a lot of weight. Got a lot of fat here to put behind that punch, damn it. Right, and if you think about the fact that you're, you know, anyone who even remotely has any idea how to throw a punch and steps into it, that's their whole body weight hitting your jaw. Yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, on top of the just not, you know, I don't want to hurt yeah. anybody. I don't want to, I have nothing to prove. But I also don't want to get hit. Yeah. I mean, that's I've what I'm saying. I've been hit a like, lot, and it sucks every time. I mean, that's what I'm saying, too. I don't want to get hit either. <laughs> like, I have not been hit a lot, and I'm not trying to start now. Like, fuck all that. You know what? Like, like, they, you, know, you, you see fighters and stuff, and they're like, oh, they're used to being hit. But, yeah, to a degree. But you know what? They don't tell you is it's just they're used to how much it sucks, right. and they deal with it. Right. It still sucks. Right. I don't yeah, care absolutely. if you've been hit one time or a thousand times. Getting punched sucks. It yeah. does. It's not yeah. fun. No I matter, mean, yeah, especially I, on the head or on mm-hmm. the fucking... Running the neck. Just like you and UFC fights. I used to go to the club all the time. And it's like, as I got older, granted, I didn't get into many fights there either. But I saw enough shit go down that I was like, yeah, this is not a place I want to be at. Because eventually it's going to come to me. Yeah. If I keep being in this place, it's going to happen to me eventually. Why the fuck am I out here? I remember I used to have <laughs> Why those, the fuck am I out here? You know I what I'm saying? Have, I used to have those nights when I worked at, um, main, the main bar I worked at where I saw that was Ladder 19 in Clifton. Like I would, I would, I could see the entire bar, and I saw fights happen. I saw girls fight. I saw guys fight. They would like throw punches and shit and pull hair. Here's one thing I figured out: girls fight harder than guys do. All right. So I was a bouncer for a long time. Mm-hmm. It is so much easier to break up a fight between dudes. Yes. Realistically, yeah. neither one of them, ninety percent of the time, neither one of them really want to fight. Yep. They feel like they have to fight. Yep. That, when girls get into a fight, it's they personal. want to oh, fight. Dude. It's personal. When, when guys get into a fight in a public like that, it's mostly posturing. It's mostly, I'm not going to back down off this motherfucker. So if a third party comes uh-huh. in and breaks it up, hey, I didn't back down. Fuck that. When girls fight, I hate that bitch. I want to put damage to that bitch. Uh, and ain't nothing out here going to stop me from hurting that motherfucker. 100%. And so therefore, it is like fucking trying to break up Wolverines. Yeah. And I've seen. Like, I, I've watched bouncers just have a terrible time with that <laughs> shit. I've never broken up a fight with two dudes where one of them keeps constantly trying yeah. to reach over and jab yeah. their, their fingernail into the other one's eye as they're being separated. <laughs> Almost every girl fight, one of them realizes, maybe if I get her eye, she'll be fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, their hands are all tangled up in the hair, and one of them inevitably starts, like, literally yeah. clawing at the other one's eyeballs. Dude. To the point where we actually went through a, a, a thing with, a, at when I worked at Metropolis as a bouncer, where they were like, when you're pulling one back, just put your arm in front of their face so the other girl can't get to her eyes. Jesus. That's how common that shit got. That's nuts. I mean, this ain't a fucking tickle match. Like, we ain't <laughs> out here trying to make each other giggle. That'd be fun I to mean, watch, <laughs> I've had stitches twice from being bitten. Hey, maximum damage. <laughs> that's all that's on their mind. Yeah. How do I hurt that bitch? Dudes have all that testosterone that <laughs> yeah. talks for them. Yeah. When girls get to that point where they're ready to fight, that they've they've overcome something to get there. Like they've talked themselves yep. past a point of anything that's normalcy. It's so like months of drama and build up, or even just minutes. But it's just it's that decision of like, hey, I, I'm not doing this out of pride. I'm not. I want to hurt that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, because like, I've broken up a few fights with dudes where it's like, okay, this dude really wants to hurt that yeah. other dude, and it's not just you standing in between them pushing them back. It's you got to grab everybody. You, you gotta really got to. You really got to yeah. restrain somebody. Right. It happens, but it's rare. With girls, that's always the case. I've never broken yeah. up a girl fight where they both just stopped immediately when you grabbed them. First and foremost, if a girl is in a bar. She looking good, so she ain't trying to fuck up her outfit. So you're going to hear a lot of screaming about, get the fuck out of my face, bitch. 
before next thing you know, it's just fucking weave and shoulder pads every goddamn year. <laughs> See, I'm going to disagree with you because dudes talk a lot before fights. I girls talk a lot. Girls scream for a second and then they part. And then it's about 30 minutes later. You got to watch one of them like slowly just kind of like make her way around the outside. And then she sneaks in and it's a handful of hair and four rabbit punches before the other girl even knows she's getting hit. I guess I've seen too many of them, them ready fights. Like, like maybe there's some history on these chicks that I don't know about. Because all I know is the next thing I know, I'm hearing a bunch of screaming. I'm like, all right, all right. They screaming, whatever. And the next thing you know, it's just fucking mayhem. See, I think, I think there's a difference if there's cameras on it. If people know, like, they got filming, uh, nah, then not. there's a lot more talking for a minute. Oh, no, I'm talking about I'm old, dog. You know, I'm in my late 40s. I'm talking about back in the club before cell phones had cameras like that. You just hear a bunch of, yeah, yeah, you better get the fuck out of my face. Next thing you know, it's just, rah! like, with guys, sure, you're going to have enough time to get in between them before somebody throw a punch and back them up. Girls... Once you hear the screaming, you should have already been on your way that way. Because it was something. You ain't got much time left. No, no, no. That part I get. I'm just saying there's not a lot of buildup. Like, usually it's like an explosion of words. Oh, yeah. And then there's there's like that eye of the tornado moment. Oh, yeah. Where everything goes back to normal. She's like, yeah, I told that. Like, she's talking to her friend. Like, I told that bitch over there. And she's like... Hey girl, says just I can't believe she said that shit to me. And it's always that one. It's always that one. It's off like on the side with her two like her two friends that are like trying to calm her down, but not really. Like it's not the it's They're not the one trying to tell her yeah. how she's justified. Well, it's not the one who's like, oh, I just told Debbie. It's the one who's like feels like she lost yeah. the verbal exchange. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's gonna come in oh. on some Navy Seal oh, yeah. ghillie suits <laughs> shit, and she's gonna. Here's the fucked up part. She's going to go for something where she's going to, like, try and tear the outfit or Tear the outfit that they spent an hour making. And then it's hands in the hair and just hockey punches. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And face scratching and... If you feel like you done talked to you blue in the face and that bitch ain't listening, like, fuck it! And just, it's, oh my God, it's just ugly. (laughs) It is so ugly. The closest thing I can compare it to is I worked at the zoo and one time there were, uh... Introducing two palace cats. And these motherfuckers just decided off the rip that they were going to growl for a second and then walk the neutral corners. And then, <laughs> and then as if someone rang a bell that we couldn't fucking <laughs> and hear. So, and a chicken and a bikini wow. walked by with a card. They went at each other. And, I mean, it literally was, like, you could tell. Like, Jesus. One of the keepers, a guy named Mike, who was a braver fucking man than me, he goes in there with just a pair of leather gloves on and grabs them two and starts separating and pulls one of them out and throws in the carrier. And I'm like... What are these now? Yeah, just palace cats. They're, they're. Uh, you guys can't see this. Uh, they're okay, but they're they're probably the size of a of a of a medium sized dog. Yeah, well, no, a little smaller than that guy there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but they're something just, that can be picked up with gloves. Yes, something that would need to be picked but, up with two hands. Yeah, you need two hands yeah. on it for sure. Even and if it's calm, you need two real, hands. real strong. I believe yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they look maybe double the size of a house cat, but they weigh probably five times as much. Like, they're just real dense. I can dig it. Yep. So, yeah, that's that. No, nah, I would have just been like, yeah, they'll finish in a minute. <laughs> somebody, I, somebody will stop fighting in I, a minute. <laughs> I was standing out front like, well, I guess we... I guess, I guess we have one less palace cat now. Like, I mean, for real. Like I said, one of them will stop fighting in a minute. I wasn't, re- I, I <laughs> I'm wasn't not re- going over there. I wasn't reaching any of my removable no, limbs in no, there. No, no. Yeah. 
You know who else lost a fight uh, this weekend? It was a close fight. What the fuck happened last week? But that was my segue into the Bengals. But uh, the Bengals. We... The moment you announce it, it stops being funny, Schubert. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I try. You're supposed to be halfway somewhat mediocre at this. What the fuck is your problem? I'm only like mediocre. He's only been doing it like eight years. Give him time. (laughs) We're working on it. I love you, Alex. I love you too, Lloyd. Phil, work on it. Uh, The Bengals lost 16 to 13. It was a close one. Do you want to talk about the missed field goal first? Uh, Just the way it ended. Just goat, elephant in the room. Yeah, the uh, the at the end of the game to tie it up would have been a field goal, thirty-one yard, a field goal that a, a cardboard cutout could have made. Yeah, a chip shot field goal, and the kicker hurt his left leg but was holding his right leg. Yep, and the kick went wide right. It, it went approximately Christ. two time zones right of the yeah. upright. Can we also talk about the fact that he's put on a good 40 pounds since last year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drew McGarry, the, the wire team sucks. So he's, uh, he tweeted right after that. He said, oh, no, beefy kicker. <laughs> uh, yeah, Randy Bullock looks like he uh, he looks like he has eaten through his quarantine. Jesus. Like, yep. Looked like the only thing he couldn't <clears throat> kick was that food addiction. <laughs> and that field goal. Yep, and then he hurt his leg in the process. Like, because he was nailing kicks earlier in the game, and then the kick that matters the most to tie it up after Burrow has a fucking hell of a drive, drops the ball. Yeah, I, I, I again, you know, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows I've been like, well, let's wait and see what happens. Let's wait and see what happens. I was not super impressed with Burrow for most of the game. When they got in that no huddle and were just going, he looked fantastic. He yeah. looked great. But also, I just want to throw this out there. So I was watching the game at a bar in uh, Hyde Park called The Establishment. Great place. Because he was too cool to come hang out here after I fucking snob. Um, so I was, I was like literally like standing up, holding on the back of a chair, like nervous as hell for the last minute. So was the girl on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was tied to it, so she couldn't really do anything. Yeah. That doesn't make her not nervous. I can't believe they allowed... I just said she couldn't do anything. I just said she wasn't nervous. <laughs> I can't believe they allowed me to tie a girl to a chair in public. But... You're white. It's Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally said out loud, if Bullock misses this field goal, I this chair is hitting someone in the head. Because I knew deep down as a Bengals fan, something could go wrong. And it did. And when it went wrong, I didn't even react. I didn't. A lot of Bengals fans screamed, I'm just like, I've been a Bengals fan for almost 20 years now. This sucks. I, I'm like not so... I can't... I wish I could say I was surprised. I legitimately, as soon as it came to that, I was like, he's going to miss it. Hmm. I Like, I had decided before I went... Like, if he had made the field goal, I'd have been like, fuck yeah. Right. But I was already done. I was already... As soon as it came to that, I was like, oh yeah, no. I mean, clearly this is where he misses it and we don't go to overtime. Like... It sucks that that's our fucking mentality here in Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, um, so Bullock's kick. Burrow's first game, considering the fact that he had a dog shit offensive line. Which, cool. Real cool. Glad about I mean, that. That's Bengals, though. We've had dog shit offensive lines for fucking ever. Well, know, our best player of all time is an offensive lineman. Well, no, Munoz. Yeah, Munoz, yeah. 
And but I mean, the fact is, is that that was Anthony Munoz, and that was when we actually had seasons where we go further than. We also had deal. Anthony Munoz and Boomer Esiason. Well, I mean, you also can't take away. There's been some good offensive yeah. lines Andrew here Whitworth, and there. Whitworth was a fucking Kevin monster. Zeitler. I'm not well. But season, what I'm saying is, we don't have one now, and that's real upsetting. The main, yeah. I think. Why me, wouldn't you protect your number one fucking pick? It's gonna destroy his confidence. Like, because it destroyed. No, it's it gonna just, destroy his body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Horribly. It it destroyed Ryan's fin- Ryan Finley's confidence last year. Granted, Ryan Finley fucking blew a dick. I think he did all right, but whatever. I mean, three I, games, zero and three, not putting up shit. If if Andy Dalton was playing against the Steelers, they said he was pressured what seventy nine percent of the plays he was in the game. He Finley, had, yeah, seventy nine percent of. All right, let me tell you, if you had to paint tennis courts and 79% of the time I'm running across it with a different color paint on my shoes. <laughs> I would kill you. Exactly. You also would not be considered good at doing it exactly. no matter how good you were. Yes. Yep. So that's so. my that was my thing about Finley is I think. <clears throat> Give him a better line. I think if he had a. Replace Bobby Hart. Oh, Bobby Hart can... <laughs> I just, okay, so I just want to throw this out there about Bobby Hart. There was one play, because he was facing Bosa the entire game, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> Bosa made him look like Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> there was one play in particular. I texted our friend of the pod, Billy DeVore, about this, and he never got back to me. So, screw you. But, um... Really? Just was... call him out on the fucking cast? I will. Um, I, he has a joke come on later. But there was a play in particular where Bobby Hart... Touched Joey Bosa one time. He's shoved him like that, and Bosa just ran around him and sacked Burrow. Why is Bobby Hart still a thing? I don't wow. get it. I guess maybe he wants less money than everybody else that can play that position. And they're like, "Yeah, cool. Let's stick with that." He's gonna be like a little like I don't know what position the Bengals are drafting. I hope that I mean, offensive line is a painfully obvious first round pick next year. But all things considered, all the offensive line considered, because the pocket was collapsing on Burrow constantly, and he barely had time to make those fucking giant-ass plays that he made that got him 60 touchdowns last year at LSU. Right. Right. If, if I was the Bengals head, like the, the, the office staff right now, I'd be looking for every offensive lineman that was released from every team ever. Bobby Hart's going to get a game ball at some point this year because he has some – tape of Mike Brown saying the N-word that we don't know about. We all do. <laughs> and, and Lloyd and I have maintained that that the day Mike Brown dies is going to be the greatest Facebook comment section oh, of all time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. A lot of uh, mean-spirited jubilation. <laughs> I, I expect a full-on, like, Westboro Baptist type of, like... <laughs> But not not religious, just straight up Bengals oh. fans being like, "Fuck that guy!" <laughs> like if they don't raid his funeral and literally fuck his corpse, I'll be surprised. I'll be proud of my city at that point. Oh, damn like, it, <laughs> fans love dead Bengal owners. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, they named a stadium after one. <laughs> but but yeah, that the the line needs to be fixed. Uh, the last thing that we can talk about before we get to these uh, these Burnsies, or a couple things. Mixon, he had a really costly fumble. He got hit. The ball that he was carrying, the, the football, obviously, it was hit by a helmet, 
or what was I mean, it? It was thing? right on his fucking arm. The crown of the helmet hit the middle of his forearm. Damn. Any running backs fumbling that. <laughs> right. Like it wasn't. It right. wasn't like he did something dumb. He just got hit in a way where I don't care who you are, you're that you're not holding on to that. It was his first fumble in over 600 touches. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not blaming him for that fumble. <laughs> it just happened it at a bad time. Unfortunate <clears throat> time. Yeah. yeah, and I knew after that fumble, I turned to the person next to me. I was like, "This is when the Chargers gained momentum." And she said, "Untie me." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I put another layer, layer of duct tape on her face. But there was a. I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep talking, we're not going to stop. Yeah, Lord's now, the one bringing it. Now up. I'm hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say, uh, all. Th- I mean, this isn't a crazy good stat line, but it is kind of proof that AJ Green is back. Five receptions, fifty-one yards. Not <clears throat> terrible. Not at all, especially seeing he, he definitely had like a cautious vibe to him. Almost had the game-winning touchdown, but he, I mean, mildly just tapped hello to the defensive back, and he sold the fuck out of it. Jesus. And it cost the Bengals the game. <clears throat> Yeah, it uh, it it was it was pass interference. Right? Yes, but it was one of those ones that I think let him play. Seven out of ten would not have been called, but it just was. It, so yeah, whatever that that happens. You shouldn't be in the position where you need that one That's catch true. to win the fucking game. That's very true, especially against the mediocre ass looking Chargers. Great defense, though. Right, but I'm just saying altogether they were. They didn't look like they're coming out of it, like burning down the fucking game. Yeah, because I mean, you have uh, Tyler Taylor at quarterback, so he's not going to overwhelm you. He's not going to overwhelm any team, really. But it the, just felt like a very, very winnable game. That it was completely winnable. We very. It was in front of our home cardboard cutouts. We had a perfectly good <clears> chance. <throat> I mean, it's not a whole lot different from most Bengal games. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, the last thing we'll talk about is uh, the new goats. Hopefully, uh, Joe Burrow's debut. He was twenty-three of thirty-six, hundred ninety-three yards, one interception. Which was, my opinion, it was a rookie trying to do too much. Yeah, it happens. Whatever. He tried to shovel pass to. Uh, I want to say it was Geo. Yeah, but and it just it, it, that, that shit happens. Whatever. Yeah, he's a rookie. It was his first game. I mean, granted, he's playing, playing on some of the biggest college stages in the world, but it's his first NFL game. He's <clears throat> sure it's a new thing for him. He's nervous. None shame. of us have any idea what that pressure is. No. So no, I'm no. not. I'm not. No. I'm not. Again, I've never been like a yay pro guy right. to start with. I'm like, oh, let's see what happens. But that's one of those mistakes that it. Eh. Yeah. I mean, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to actually watch the game, but twenty. 20- 23 for 36 for a rookie in his first game, 193 yards. Like, that's it, that's more than anybody could have expected. Well, I mean, that, especially with no O-line, that was really... It, yeah, it, I it, think with, the f- with the issues that we've had, <clears throat> excuse me, with pocket collapsing in the past, I would say that somebody who was able to stick it out that often, shit, man, like, that's that shows at least that he is willing to stand in there and try to make something happen. And that's what you need a lot of times. That's where... Like, a lot of times, Andy Dalton would stand in there. If you gave him time, he was great. The pocket collapsed. I mean, sometimes he would make it happen, and sometimes he would just, like, fucking fall to pieces. 
and that's that's a big problem. So if he's doing this kind of performance in his first game, I say, let's see what he'll do. Let's see yeah. what he'll do going forward. Let's see what happens because that's pretty that's that's impressive enough for me to be like, yeah, I think he's going to be as time goes on and he gets more experience. A lot of those simple mistakes are going to fall off. Oh, especially against Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, who are yeah. monsters. I think, because he only had, like, I forget how many yards he had in the first half, but it was, like, under 75. Yeah, right. I think it was actually 74, I think, if I remember right. But it was really, it was rough, but he <clears throat> figured it out eventually. He, that last, that, here's what I want to talk about, the big thing, the rushing touchdown. Which, it's crazy that we're only talking about one touchdown here with Burrow, but that rush and that whole thing was fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, 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 that was, that was great play calling. <clears throat> and execution, well done. Followed blah, blah, his own offensive blah. lineman. What, I mean, very veteran-style move to actually pause for a second and let his blocker take the block. I did see that replay of that play. I did see the replay of that play. <clears throat> I mean, but what was more impressive yeah. to me was that no-huddle, mm-hmm. two-minute drill style. Like, he has that down. Yes. And to what- the point where... People were looking to him, right? And that's what I. That's one of those things. I was like, ah, let me wait and see, right? When when the rest of them are looking to him and he's calling the plays as they're going and what that I was very much impressed with that. And yeah. one thing and I, I will ahead. say this: the the more I watch the Bengals over history, I know that one of the things that we shine at is the no huddle offense. Like anytime we Didn't are we behind and we offense? go into no huddle. We move the ball very well. So, if he's able to fit into a no-huddle offense system, fucking wonderful. I love it. Fucking wonderful. Yeah. And one thing I do want to point out about that touchdown was when he scored it. Like, when he scored and, like, his team, like, the entire offense, like, rallied around him to the point where it was like, they look at you like, you are our guy. And we're going to celebrate you. And Burrow's like pumping his, he's beating his chest. He's pumping the team up. I'm like, this team believes in Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was a, all of, there were a lot of good signs in there. And there, there were a lot of good signs. Just, just fix the kinks. Well, I mean, he gave them good reason to believe. So, I mean, as long as they keep up on both ends of it, believing in each other. I mean, I think we have a halfway decent shot of maybe seeing a playoffs on TV. Maybe. I, completely, I don't I, believe we're going to get there the first season. I, I'm not delusional, so. but I, not. I think that <gasps> I just want this to be the guy to get us over the hump. Yep. That's really all I want. Because I want us to be this to be the guy that gets us a playoff win. Not just a playoff win. I hate when people say get us a playoff win. Get a run. Get a run. Get a Super Bowl. I, I absolutely understand that. I guess my thing is I am. You want to see the, the, I, the I'm win so first. In, I'm so entrenched in the fucking bullshit. The and the, yes. Yes. And the pessimism. The thing that made you not want to watch Bullet Kick. Yeah. Like, that's the shit that I'm kind of entrenched in. Like, can we at least get one W outside the regular season? Just one. Yep. And, and the thing of it is, is that. <clears throat> I'm willing to go with just one because we've had entirely too much talent come through this fucking system to not have one. Yep. Like, that is the dumbest shit in the world when you look at what we've had come through here. From Ocho Cinco, T.O., fucking um, 
Carson Palmer was not a bad quarterback. No. He was a, he was he a left top, here like he left he here like a, a big, top five but he quarterback. Was a in good his quarterback. He was, when a, he was on his game. Top I mean, five he in went, his heyday. He went outside of here and showed us that he was. A, yeah, you know what I'm saying. With the Cardinals, not necessarily yeah. the Raiders. Well, but he showed us he could be a top three right. guy because he scored in the top three of every. Yeah, T.J. Hushmanzada had no problem going across the middle. No, and would fucking make you and would make you pay for it if you didn't come come in there with it. Like, we've had some great talent come through this fucking team to not have one. Yeah. Yep. Not have, That's why I'm saying one. And see, the thing of it is, is that I'm not just stopping at one. Don't get me wrong. But one is the first step to, to, to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's start with that fucking one. I agree. And Drew McGarry, again, I keep bringing him up. He had an excellent take on it. He said, I know my gut take is that the Bengals will manage to bangles his sorry ass. Hmm. But I've been around long enough to watch complete watch players completely change the image of a historically awful team. The Saints are a powerhouse now. The fucking Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember in my time being a Bengals fan and being depressed myself, not knowing that the Saints were anything. Like, they were fucking just like us. They were fucking important to their fans. And now it's like, oh, wow, you got to watch out for them motherfuckers. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, all that stuff. I don't know how to segue into the ad reads. Takes a lot of takes a lot of nads to lead a team like that for Joe Burrow. A lot of shaved nads. Burrow showed a lot of balls. <laughs> Very well manicured balls. <laughs> uh, you guys, Phil, do you shave your nuts? As often as I possibly can to make it look bigger. All right, so once I've a month. I've seen that only fans. He don't need no right. help. Lloyd, we've we've discussed this before, have we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, because 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of our control. Uh, but there's one thing you control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Uh, the Manscaped Lawnmower uh, 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confident boost through body image. I forgot to do this. Lloyd, when was the last time you shaved your balls? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while? It's been a while. I don't have a, I don't have me a, a, a good... You don't have a good story? I, I don't have a good razor to, to do it with. Any... I In the past, I have done like the, the same when you use your face, you use your balls. And to quote the previous ad reads, that's just nasty. I mean, it works in a pinch, and sometimes a nick or a tug, but it works in a pinch. So, um, so again, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. Uh, they also just released the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you can also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that dreaded summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you snipping yourself unless you pull down your pantalones in public. 
Go to manscaped.com and check out some of their life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code, Lloyd, armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front truck. So, with all the all the nicking and tugging, if you had to bet on like how often you would nick and nick and tug your nuts with a bad razor with the competition, where would you? What website would you go to? I'd go to Bet Online, I believe. I'd go to Bet Online as well, because the wait is finally over. Football's back. Uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now that all that's over, Lloyd... Do you want to take down our week two opponents? Yeah, let's, let's burn these fucking Browns. Let's take down mm-hmm. some Browns. Uh, it's a Thursday night game. Uh, Bengals and Browns. It's a common Thursday night matchup. Uh, per huge. Uh, I got to get to my burns first. Uh, there we Stop go. Stop saying huge. Per usual. Oh my god, of course it takes Schubert to make it even fucking more unbearable. Per normal, we're going to start with the mascot, <laughs> uh, Brownie the Elf. With a name like Brownie, I can only assume he spends most of his downtime on Odell Beckham's chest. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, hey, First I First of all, I, before, <laughs> I want to preface this. Phil, have you heard the rumors? Yes, I have, and damn it. See, and honestly, I, I was trying to figure out why the Browns always gravitate to dogs. And I realized because their actual mascot looks like a shit fairy. <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong. Like, before anybody fucking screamed, Elf is different from a fairy. Look at this motherfucker. Like, if you put wings on his back, he'd be granting crappy wishes to everybody around the world. Just the ability to poo all over the universe. He looks like a gay, fricious big boy. I'm just saying, like, I know... I know comics are struggling, but Zach Wyckoff, just stop. Wow. You can't, <laughs> you can't keep being the Browns mascot while being a Cincy comic. You gotta stop. You know he's actually a Browns fan too, right? <laughs> I do. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna be a Cincy comic, you gotta you gotta give up this, all right? Okay, you got a real okay. job now, okay? Yep. Oh god. The owner Jimmy Haslam, who looks like he, who looks like a senator who's been caught in the bathroom with a male intern. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam looks like he has to constantly tell his wife to quit flinching when they're in public. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Haslam looks like he enjoys the combine way more than he should. It's combine time. Give my bottle of lotion. (laughs) (laughs) Quit flinching, girl. We're like, trot him out there. Let's see how much we're going to spend this year. Show me his teeth. Wait, I can't, I can't do that no more? All right, I'll stop. Speaking of show me his teeth, the GM, Andrew Barry, holy fuck. Andrew Barry's mouth is so big, it makes Baker Mayfield jealous. Wasn't he in Living, Car- in living Color character? 
Like this dude went to Harvard, Harvard, and now ended up working for the Cleveland Browns. Like, I mean, you know, some people. Who did you piss off? <laughs> some people you just can't give a good education to. They just waste it. Uh, Andrew Barry's mouth is big enough to hold all the alcohol Johnny Manziel consumed during his playing days. <laughs> Looks like Keenan Ivor Wayne's with a fake mustache and beard. <laughs> Coaching. Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I read an article that said Kevin Stefanski was destined to become a head coach. which uh, And he became the coach of the Browns, which is a lot like a little girl saying, someday I'm going to find my Prince Charming, and she grows up and ends up marrying Alex Schubert. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski looks like if Negan from The Walking Dead kept hitting himself in the head with the bat. <laughs> This picture that we're looking at, I know you all can't see it, but it looks like somebody is forcing him to smile. <laughs> like, there is somebody, like, the head, like, the fucking owner of the Browns is standing behind the cameraman, like, make it look good, motherfucker. He looks like he can't tell whether or not the butt plug is going to stay in. <laughs> Quarterback. Quarterback, uh, first overall wow. pick, and future New England Patriots backup, Baker Mayfield. Um, a Cleveland Raid. A Cleveland radio host was suspended in February after calling Baker Mayfield, quote, a fucking midget while on the hot mic. <laughs> the last time I heard of a Baker that was a fucking midget, he was doing commercials for Pillsbury. Keebler. God damn, how'd you miss that? Jesus. Midgets! The Keebler. Pillsbury Doughboy is tiny! Keebler elves, really? Keebler elves, dude. I mean... The Pillsbury Doughboy also works night. I st- right, that's a hill right. I'm gonna die on. Okay. Um... <laughs> Baker Mayfield looks like Orlando's Bloom knockoff. We call him Tallahassee Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield looks like Joe Dirt if he actually wanted to get a job. <laughs> uh, his backup, Case Keenum. Uh, Case Keenum's face is so long, every time Baker Mayfield gets sacked twice in a row, play-by-play announcers refer to the down situation as third and Case Keenum's face. <laughs> Case Keenum looks like a guy who sold Ben Roethlisberger the roofies. <laughs> Case Keenum looks like a Stepford husband. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Running back. Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb visited a kid in a hospital two years ago where the kid had so many bandages on his head, I was surprised to learn his name wasn't Mason Rudolph Jr., <laughs> Alright, that one got me <coughs> Nick Chubb is a nice guy And he looks really normal So I hate him a lot Just because of this podcast <laughs> He's hard to roast, guys He's fucking super nice And he and he's a good running back Yeah, I don't. there's not a lot to work with So fuck that guy <laughs> It's the best I got not allowed to work with, except he vaguely looks like a bulldog who just found Jesus. <laughs> Ever heard the good news? <laughs> he looks like <laughs> he looks like the pit bulls used pastor. <laughs> he looks like he's the guy who talked the junkyard dog out of drug use. <laughs> oh, thank you, Phil. You gave me you gave me burns for him. I like it. And uh, his uh, backup and change of pace back, Kareem Hunt. 
who is a running back who is such a drug-addicted football player, his nickname is Rush Gordon. <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> breathe, man, breathe. <coughs> he got me on that last one. I was taking a sip, but... <coughs> Cream high. <coughs> Damn it. Damn, these pictures make it look like he was supposed to be in jail like a long time ago. And this was the first time they actually got him on tape. <coughs> Cream Hunt looks like big Lil Wayne. And he talks like his favorite show is Lil Bill. <laughs> he sounds real dumb. Wow. Wide receiver. Oh, Dell. Uh, excuse me. Pooh, Dell Beckham Jr. <clears throat> I don't know. So I, I didn't write any really good burns for this one. I just feel like his whole his whole persona and the way he behaves, it seems like he's trying to distract you from something. <laughs> what what might that be, fellas? I'm going to fill you what in. What do you think that could be? Uh, uh, not sure. It seems Schubert? like he's hiding inside like a really small room that you might find inside of a room. <laughs> I'm going to fill you in on that rumor. Um... A rumor has been circulated that Odell Beckham Jr. likes women uh, that he sleeps with to take shits on his chest. Sunday gravy. And yet that's not half as embarrassing as him having a Browns logo on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> I think <clears throat> I think that rumor's probably not true, and he just went with it because anything involving him and a woman helps. <laughs> There was a girl, she had like a Tinder picture, and she was posing with Odell Beckham and... Her Tinder bio said, I fucked Odell Beckham. Get on my level, cunts. Wow. So basically, the level is a clean squat. Yeah. Level is a, a nice uh, a nice spray, followed by a nice paycheck, followed by a <laughs> non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> uh, I will say, since the women Odell Beckham sleeps with poop on his chest instead of in a toilet, it means that neither OBJ nor the women he sleeps with will ever take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> It seems like there's a reason he went to Cleveland, if that's what he's into. I mean, it was a match made in... A match heaven. made in an anus. Brown's heaven. Yeah. That, that's what he calls a sexual encounter, Brown's heaven. <laughs> a, I was trying to think of a toilet paper brand, and I fucking blanked. I, I, match I, I, made in Charmin heaven. See, that would have been better. There it is. <clears throat> I saw you struggle, and I tried to, <laughs> I, I tried to like rush over it I real quick, it. so it sounded like I was burying it, but... Dun, 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 dun. I didn't have anything good. His backup, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry was given a $110,000 watch by Odell Beckham for his birthday last year. And as a thank you, Jarvis Landry bought OBJ a signed copy of the movie Two Girls, One Cup. (laughs) Jarvis Landry looks like if Ashy Larry was going through a chubby goth girl phase. (laughs) Jarvis Landry looks like he is actually taking a shit on Odell Beckham when no other woman was available. (laughs) There's no Damn, social that was, distancing. Uh, that was, yeah. That was, <laughs> that is, no why do you think you got that watch? Yeah, room. I was going to say, he, he probably earned that watch Look way here. before. All right, I'm with you. I'll see you, Phil. I'll see yeah. you. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, another wide receiver, Richard Higgins. Uh, Richard Hollywood Higgins. It looks like he was a, he was he is the actual mascot for Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got? Yep. He looks uh, like the Cleveland Browns mascot for 2026. <laughs> uh, another wide receiver, Kaderil Hodge. 
Kaderil Hodge looks like Nick Cannon had offensive u- views about Nick Cannon instead of Jews. You got anything? Kaderil Hodge looks like he was picked next to last for kickball. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you got anything? Kaderil Hodge looks like the person who actually picked himself last for kickball. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, guys, I'll be on your team, sure. Austin Hooper, what do you got? Austin Hooper looks like Shia LaBruh. <laughs> Austin Hooper looks like the head youth pastor at Barstool Community Church. <laughs> Austin Hooper looks like the devil if he moved into a trailer park and tried to blend in. <laughs> he looks like if Brendan Schaub was actually good at a sport. <laughs> uh... His backup, Her- uh, Brown's backup tight end and star of Home Alone 12, Harrison Bryant. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Macaulay Bulkin, am I right? <laughs> he looks like a somewhat racist, really high Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I had for that. <laughs> My notes say, racist, high Q-tip. <laughs> Dude, you ever heard about the Jews and their conspiracy, man? Yeah, they're taking all their money. O-line. Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills, this tubby-ass dude. He looks like he only agreed to join the Browns because he heard they had a baker. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you all could see this picture right now. He really looks like he's angry they ran out of chicken fingers on chicken finger day. (laughs) Jedrick Wills looks like a dude who does not own a shirt without an ice cream stand. <laughs> that was all I had for that one. It just looks like every shirt he has is his girlfriend's like, God damn, you got ice cream on that one? <laughs> if they hadn't ran out of chicken figures, I wouldn't have had to get ice cream. Raspberry chip's so good, though. <laughs> uh, the other side of the O-line, former Titan Jack Conklin... Uh, he honored his college career at Michigan State with a Rose Bowl tattoo, where he had the Spartan head under a bunch of roses. And he honored his NFL career by getting a Browns logo a bunch, above a bunch of paper bags with eye holes in them. Uh, Jack Conklin looks like Timothy Oliphant after he agreed to do Santa Clarita diet. <laughs> this guy looks like a recovering heroin addict, just real close to a relapse. Oh, so he's Josh Hamilton, former baseball <laughs> player. Uh, offensive guard Wyatt Teller, who looks like if Richard, who looks like Richard Spencer, if he only liked Donald Trump because of his Trump stakes. <laughs> Wyatt Teller is uh, is is what Brock Turner will be in ten years. <laughs> I mean, this guy literally looks like he has All Lives Matter tattooed right below his neckline, like you just barely can't see it. You know there was a, a a kicker for the Patriots. He just got drafted this year who had a three percenters tattoo. Alrighty then. Yep. Cool. Uh, offensive, holy hell! Offensive guard uh, Joel Batonio, who looks like he spent his entire quarantine inside the book into the wild. <laughs> Joel Batonio is going to go from offensive guard to prison guard because he's never going to be able to give up. Manipulating other men's bodies with his hands. 
Joel Batonio looks like the reason why they can never get a picture of Bigfoot in the wild. Because he's currently playing for the Browns. He's the own, only non-blurry Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, this was my uh, burnable player of the week on Instagram, Billy DeVore. Billy DeVore said, he looks like if Grizzly Adams never befriended a bear and befriended a golden corral. <laughs> That's a good joke. Well That's done, good. Billy. Very good, Billy. Very good. Uh Neil Meyer out of Bloomington, looking like John Matizak Jr. doesn't mean Joe will win a ring or be cast as sloth in a Goonies reboot. <laughs> Joe Batonio looks like he signs all of his checks over to Meemaw. <laughs> Here are a few more Joe Batonio burns that I did not get to on the podcast. I am editing these in. DC says he looks like the inspiration for dueling banjos. I'm not opposed to that at all. Matt White, uh, a guy I went to uh, church with when I was a kid. I've known Matt forever. Uh, He's got to be the first Geico-sponsored athlete. You know he's the first Geico-sponsored athlete. He's got that caveman look. You fucking know it. Uh, Instagram for the fuck you Instagram. uh, At the Helion 13, right he looks like Josh Gad and the Geico Caveman's love child. It's a good one. And uh, Instagram long underscore glass of water writes, Joel looks like a hobo college dropout. Thank you guys for sending in your burns to fuck you. We like the Bengals. Uh, keep sending them in and I'll uh, Sam on the podcast. <laughs> center and as i found out recently president of the nfl players association that's that's a true fact jc tretter hmm. he looks like he's collected so many beanie babies that he's slowly becoming one <laughs> <laughs> he looks like every time he goes to practice he just got off the shift welding he looks like what jordan peterson would design as a muppet <laughs> defense uh, we're going to start with the free swing and Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett was suspended last year after hitting Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with Rudolph's own helmet. The real story here is that a Steelers quarterback owns a helmet. Am I right, Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett looks like somebody who hit a Steelers quarterback in the head with a helmet, so he seems like a really cool guy to me. I like him a lot. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is a fucking joke. Um, uh, def- other defensive end, Olivia Vernon. Uh, Olivia Vernon was good friends with Jason Pierre-Paul of, of uh, Fireworks fame while they were both with the Giants, which makes sense considering Vernon looks like his face was near the firework that destroyed Jason Pierre-Paul's hand. Uh, Alright, so this is one I wasn't actually going to do, but why not? He looks like Droke. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> That's perfect. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to try one. Let me just leave it at that. That was nice. That was, that was, nice. That was literally one I wasn't even going to do. But <laughs> That's fucking perfect. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, to this fucking guy, defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. He doesn't have a ponytail. He has a horse that should be euthanized. Tail. 
Sheldon Richardson looks like all of the weight that Ron Punch has lost. <laughs> uh, defensive tackle Larry Ogan Joby. Uh, he was suspended uh, during the infamous Brown Steelers fight after he shoved Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph to the ground. Man, the last time a Steelers quarterback was shoved that hard, Stormy Daniels was kicking Ben Roethlisberger out of her hotel room. <laughs> You know, it's a true story, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, ah, oh, Jesus. Ben Roethlisberger and uh, our president are tunnel buddies. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking I gross. It. I absolutely believe it. This guy looks like he plays steel drums on the beach in Jamaica in the offseason. Larry Ogunjobi looks like he just made up that last name for street cred. His real <laughs> name is Lyle Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and those are actually a wig. Those are not real dreads. Uh, linebacker Mac Wilson... Uh, Mac Wilson has an entire back tattoo that required him to lay down on his stomach for 10 hours. It allowed him to prepare for the Browns' defensive philosophy of laying down on your stomach for three hours. <laughs> also looks like uh, he's the reason that Odell Beckham came cause, came to Cleveland because he can lay on his stomach for 10 hours. Yep. <laughs> he looks Mac Wilson. Did y'all know Mac is actually a nickname for this dude? Like, I can't remember his real name, but he got the nickname Mac because when he was a kid, he used to steal food and hide it, so they called him Big Mac, which is cool talent to have, but somebody should have taught him to steal a comb every now and then before he takes a fucking team picture. His real name is Lindell. Lindell, that's right, yeah. He, um, it I, looks like Lindell forgot to get Le Combe through Le Head. He also apparently got in trouble in college for snorting cocaine at a party. And my question is, who the fuck would let a no or let a guy with a nose like that snort their cocaine? <laughs> it's like all your cocaine's gone in a half of a swoop. He can do it from across the room. Those <laughs> are some of the widest nostrils I've ever seen on a human body. Uh, there was one more thing. Oh yeah, because I there's a joke. If you have a big forehead, you have a five head. And Mac Wilson is a five head, which is the first time a Browns player has not been associated with the number zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is a dumb joke, but I need it. Throw away cornerback Greedy Williams. He is an excellent player and also has high hopes for his six brothers. Pridey, lusty, envy, gluttony, wrathy, and slothy. I apologize. I was going to do a Chris Rock lookalike, but I don't feel good about it now. <laughs> he does kind of look like Chris Rock a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I just I don't feel good yeah. after what you just did He, he looks like if Chris Brown filmed a, sm- a special called Smaller and Blacker. <laughs> he looks like if Chris Rock hang out with Chris Brown for too long. <laughs> he looked like Chris Rock if Chris Rock decided to play Pookie 24-7. Uh, that deserved more than it got, Phil. <laughs> I, think, I think we're all just suffering from the... From the, from the previous joke. Uh, kicker Cody Double Doinky. <laughs> Remember that playoff game? Mm. The, the Double oh, yeah, Doink, yeah. the Bears playoff game where they lost on a Double Doink. This is the guy. Uh, they signed him last week. The Browns signed him last week. <coughs> they released Austin Seibert and signed Cody Parkey because they figured a guy who Double Doinked a, double doinked a kick in the playoffs can't do any harm to a team that will never make the playoffs. <laughs> Honestly, this guy looks like he has a Cupid doll tattoo on his back left shoulder. Like he's committed to the whole lifestyle. Look at that fucking haircut. Um, he looks like if Joel McHale was the shrunken head person from Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, and the punter, Jamie Gillen, who, by the way, that picture does not do his hair justice. Mm. It is a beautiful head of hair. 
Um, but no, he's actually in also really good shape too. No homo. No wonder Jamie Gillen is such in, in such good shape as being a Browns punter is the most physically demanding job in existence. I still assert that Jamie Gillen is Ian Squint's best acting role so far. <laughs> it's the reason why you never see Jamie and Ian in the same room at the same time. I mean, that's one of many Because no reasons. one's looking for either of them. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love you, Ian. Sorry. His nickname is the Scottish Hammer. Mm. And uh, to, to Which is how he got that face, by being hit with a Scottish Hammer repeatedly. Right, but a Scottish hammer, if you, you know, go by, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the god damn, I missed Folklore. It. I was going to go with the uh, exchange rate. Gotcha. <clears throat> From Scottish to English means his hammer's only 3.5. It, it <laughs> failed. I fucked up. I was just talking about it. It looks like you got beat in the face with a hammer made in Scotland. Ian Squinch, you hear what, you hear Phil Foley thinks of you? I mean, you know. Tell me that dude doesn't look like... <laughs> Tell me. Okay, I can't disagree with you, honestly. There is a pitcher in the major leagues. His name, I believe, is Taylor Clark. Who, and when I say he looks dad on like Ian Squints, he looks dad on like Ian Squints. Do you not see a dead on resemblance of Ian Squints? Is that not the same guy we're talking about? (laughs) I see it. But no, Taylor Clark... Um, pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The first time I saw it, I'm like, that is Ian Squints to a T. That's Ian Squints' twin that he was not able to absorb in the womb. <laughs> um, or it's the one he did absorb in the womb and then shit out before. <laughs> and where did he shit it, Lloyd? On Odell Beckham's chest. There you go. Uh, and there Burns comes full on circle. There we go. Full circle. What are we, we, we rounded him out. That's the way we're going to round out the Burns. Lloyd, Phil, I think we got him pretty good. Predictions and bullshit. So now it's time for predictions and bullshit. Predictions and bullshit. Phil was like jamming to my rapping a little bit. That's because I remember the original song. <laughs> Phil was vibing to something you were not doing. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a little Yachty song, correct? Oh God, no! Fuck that shit. It was a Biggie, Biggie Small song. I was going to say, I went Biggie on that Party too, but... and bullshit and party. party and... You young motherfuckers. Young motherfucker. Talk about him. Okay. Wasn't Jesus, that, wasn't man. Wasn't that little Uzi You said motherfuckers. Talk about him and all his kind. All right. What do you mean, my kind? All you motherfuckers that think I was singing a little Yachty song. That's what DJs. I'm talking about. Yes. Finally, a Johnson that makes fun of a DJ that isn't Lily. <laughs> She'll be on later in the season. Lily will be back on, and you'll get to see Alex in full terrified mode. Jesus, we, uh, we couldn't were... have been any worse than the time I tried to bring. Granted, Danny's awesome, but that just didn't work out. No, it was too technically screwed up. But also, it is it is a full testament in my own heart to my parenting that Alex is afraid of my child. <laughs> like my my 17 year old daughter right has made fun of him so aggressively oh, that so. he literally looks uncomfortable when she shows up oh so you've taught her to be a normal functioning human being then 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm a steel Chad Daniels line. I sharpen that stick. I know how it works. <laughs> and it's... Oh, I love the, that bit. The, oh, I love that the bit first, so much. The first time Alex and Lily ran across each other, Alex, <laughs> I love you to death, but you just didn't realize you were outgunned. <laughs> yeah. he, went in, he went in pretty bold, and she he went in pretty. He went in pretty bold and started taking on fire and didn't know what to do. She chopped him, I mean, in seconds on the first one, and then just hit so regularly he never got his, <laughs> never got his feet back under him. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. She put him down and never let him off the mat. I was so proud. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm over here mortified. <laughs> Sounds to me like she'd have kept your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I brought up a profession that made me money prior to COVID... She was like, that's a that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Wow. She <laughs> smashed. Like to the point where I was oh. almost afraid to say shit because she was on such a roll. <laughs> Tell the funniest story. Uh, Tell the Kyle Jeffers story. Oh god. Oh. So me, Ram Barnaclo, uh, Kyle Jeffers, Andrew Rudick, I think John Holmes, Wayne Mimmit, something there's like six comics in this in this room where right, I'm sitting right, right now. <clears throat> and Lily was up visiting, and she came out of her room, and she said, Hey, Dad, are we still going to the piercing place tomorrow? And Kyle thought he was going to swing. Anyway, well, you can get a little belly button piercing? And she went, she was 14 at the time. She looks at Kyle, and she goes, No, I'm going to get a nose piercing, like a 14-year-old girl would. And then pointed at his and walked out on the joke. <laughs> Everyone in here. I mean, she leveled the room. There's like six comedians. There's like six comedians and me all like drooling on ourselves, laughing. Oh my god! And she had she she had the sense to walk out on the joke, and then she stuck her wow. head out of the room. About a minute later, looks at me, winked, and nodded, wow. and went back in the room. No, not the wink and nod. Yeah, she she oh, gave me the. Yeah, I know shit. I crushed that. Like she, wow. She straight up gave me the. Wow. Hey, I know she I crushed that. She came back out and took a bow <laughs> off that shit. Hey. <laughs> God damn it. Also, the time that like oh. I tried to bring the girl onto the the podcast, oh. she joked <clears throat> that. It was mine and hers first date, and Lloyd was the chaperone. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, that wasn't me. It was Lily. It was like, oh, is he chaperoning you guys' his first date? <laughs> I felt so bad after that. Oh, that was just a God. disaster. <clears throat> it wasn't her fault. It was totally mine. Well, it was all the technical shit made that more. Yeah. Nothing went right. All right, what are your predictions? My predictions. That was a lot of bullshit. Predictions. Uh, it's a Thursday night game. It's going to be Burrow and Baker, the future of the... Minus Lamar Jackson, the future of the AFC North. Uh, I'm going to say Bengals 142, uh, Browns 112. All right. Player of the game is going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, He's going to go... 36 for 37 with 
1,214 yards. Alrighty. Uh, 12 touchdowns. Negative one picks. I don't think that math works out. But I, all right. I Here's how it works out. Ah, don't. Please, God. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel gonna... like I'll actually understand you, and then I'll have to kill myself. I'm going to make you kill yourself. <laughs> uh, a Browns player will uh, tip one of Burrow's passes to himself, and then Burrow will run it in for a touchdown a la Marcus Mariota. Um, do you thank understand God it? I do not have to kill myself. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't I know. just sounded like he said, can we put candy corn on a pizza? I, like, it's just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. You're playing with my life there, Schubert. Phil, I could have been a dead man. Phil, give me, uh, give me your predictions and bullshit. <clears throat> okay. So my prediction is that with the good game that Burrow and the Bengals had this past week, even though they lost, they will find their substitute this coming week against the Browns. And the Browns and the Bengals will both suck so bad that they will create a black hole in the universe and they will end existence as we know it. Because and then the white when exist- will choke it to death. Yeah. And then when existence restarts, the scoreboard will read Bengals 25, Browns 2. <clears throat> Alright, so my prediction for this week is that Mike Brown dies. Okay. <laughs> But the Browns still win because the Bengals are so tired from fucking Mike Brown's corpse that they cannot play effectively. But then we go on to have a good season. All right, then. My real prediction, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 23 to 20 Bengals. I'll go 24-17 Bengals. I'm going to go out on a limb and say 2017 Bengals. Because the Browns got stomped last week by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone's going to have that problem this year. Yep, it's they're yeah. going to be a, the, the Ravens. Good year to be a Ravens. I think there's going to be two good <clears throat> touchdowns, and then there's going to be a missed field goal, or a missed extra point, and that's going to put us at twenty. But I think that they're going to hold the Browns enough to where that mixed extra point won't kill them. Because uh, this is just a rumor. I read this before I got here. I don't know what's going to come of this, but from what I've read, Odell Beckham is being shopped right now. Hmm. The Browns are kind of shopping Odell Beckham. Lloyd has got to go, so we'll do some pluggity plugs. Lloyd, what do you got? Uh, listen to the you're, Bastard Sermon. You're going to be on? To, I'm about to go over there now and record. Oh, <clears throat> um, check out uh, Thunderslime. Check out JTC. <laughs> New Nasty Boys. New Nasty Boys. Um, the Armchair All-Americans Media Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our podcast daddies. And then, uh, you know, give our sponsors some love because they give us some. So they help us give you guys this show. Show them some love. All right. Mr. Phil, what do you got to plug? Uh, uh, shit. Well, I don't know when this is, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're going to be listening to this, but. It comes out Thursday. Alright, then in that case, if you're listening to it on Thursday or Friday, I am doing comedy at a place called Night Drop in Cincinnati, Ohio, Saturday the 19th. That starts at a good time of evening, and that is 7.30. Then I am at a place called Swine City Brewing in Fairfield on September the 26th at 7 o'clock. Who shows that? Uh... I think that's the one I'm doing with uh, Ron Irvin. 
Oh, oh, If okay. I'm not mistaken. One of those two is with Ron Irvin. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, those are the two shows that I have coming up soon. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Phil Pointer on all of them. OnlyFans. Uh, YouTube, OnlyFans. That Look. Life. You know what? I w- Wait, what's the last one you said? That Life. Ah, oh, damn it. Don't fuck with me. I actually do have a fat life fucking profile. Do not fucking fuck with me. <laughs> I'm gonna have one when I get home We'll tonight. move on. Let's, we'll, let's move on. I, let's I can move smell on. it on people, bro. I can dig it. Look, I'm not saying... I wasn't trying to hide this shit. I just wasn't talking about it right away. But hell, yeah. Fuck I it. Am. I can dig it. Yeah, I got one. Look, if you happen to be on fat life, I'm on there too. Uh, but either way it goes, Phil Pointer on all account. of them. I'm on YouTube as well. I got videos of me doing stand-up there. Uh, fucking come out. Check me out. Hell yeah. Um, my plugs. I don't have any stand-up show scheduled, but you can find Phil and, and I's, uh, uh, dual Fat Life account. You can find our, our mutual profile. We- Dude, I'm, I'm a married man. I'm not putting a Fat Life account out with you. I'm putting none on my wife, like I'm supposed to. So anyway, you can I'm find mine and Phil's, uh, Fat Life Jesus account. Christ. That's enough out of you, Schubert. That's enough out of me. Uh, I, uh, I will, I'm going to plug this, um, because I do not know the full details of this yet, but I, uh, just got asked by Cy Amundsen, a Minneapolis comedian, to be a part of a new website, kind of a new project, where they, uh, do you know about this? Um, it's, it's called FetLife, um, (laughs) no, for real, uh, it's a website where... It's kind of like The Onion, but for sports. Sai, if you happen to listen to this podcast, please smack Alex in the back of the head when you see him. He he will very Sai's much. Sai's like, yeah, he's too tall. It's, it's a, we both got bad backs. We won't lean down to smack Alex. If he's got to pick up a stick to help him out, I am totally condoning it. But please, by all means, smack this motherfucker in the back of the head, please. Also, the only reason he thinks that you guys have a Fet Life account together is I stole Jimmy Kimmel's old car Malone's get up. <laughs> I was proud of that one. I thought of it. As and of game. course, Alex thinks we all look alike, so therefore it was easy to trick him with it. Hey, Phil. Um, <laughs> so basically, only a couple of us, not all of us. I think all white people look the same. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not even joking. Um, so it's basically like the Onion for Sports. I don't know the name. When I, when I know more details, I will let y'all know. Um, I'll read a couple headlines <laughs> just for shits and giggles, just some I came up with today. Until then, check out Middle of Somewhere, Chad Daniels, Cy Amundsen, one of the best podcasts alive. So damn funny. Also, I happen to know that Phil is a fan of one of my favorite podcasts. Time Suck. Hail Nimrod. Time Suck. Hail Nimrod. Away, Lucifina. Dan Cummins is a historical podcast. He talks about everything from... Serial killers to the Civil War to JFK. What's this big deal? And, and well, Chikatilo, what is big deal? I just jerked Sir Shamecock. Anyway, that's just, not the point. The just point is, is Shamecock at Edge of Woods. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, it's very, very fucking entertaining and educational. Yeah. Like, I've learned mad shit from Super that. fun. Super For fun. real. Um, I'll read a couple of headlines if you guys would like. Yeah, yeah. No. Um... Like one headline, special needs football player kicks inspiring 56-yard field goal as time expires. I was trying my best. <laughs> I was about to say, Schubert, you actually made it into the headlines? Good for you. Yep. Uh, Rams-Cowboys game undergoes five-minute delay after cardboard cutoff fan drunkenly runs on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. 
I'm going to end on that one because that was, that was a fun good. one for me. That was fun. Yeah. Good for All you. All right. So, Lloyd, Phil, I think we only have one thing left to say. I'm going to I'm going to scroll to the top. Uh Da, 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 da. I mean, we could have just said it. I know. I mean, yeah. Just so. as a formality. It's a formality. But, Lloyd, Phil, I think we have one, only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. What, man? Fuck you. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals.